If I told you what that what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Curling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Harlan, but today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. But, both of Harlan, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking place. Hello, Wexford! With Wexford hurling back at the top table, we thought it fitting that there should be a podcast dedicated to it. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Hurling Podcast. My name is Gary Dorn, and together with Ben Burney, we will be bringing you a podcast that will focus on Wexford Hurling. And what a first episode we have. We met up with the Wexford Hurling hero, Tom Dempsey, for a chat about Wexford Hurling and about his own hurling career. Tom won no less than eight county titles with his club Buffers Alley and went on to win three Leinster club titles and an All-Ireland club title in 1989. Tom played with Wexford for 16 years which included winning two Leinster titles in 96 and 97 and of course the All-Ireland in 1996 where he also picked up an All-Star award. Tom scored the only goal in the 96 All-Ireland final and that's where we'll start. We're here in the Riverside Park Hotel. Myself, Gary Dorn, and the great Tom Dempsey. Hello, Tom. How are you doing, Ben? Hello, How are you, Gary? Hi, Ben. Hi, Tom. Very important question I have to ask Tom. It's one thing I always like to know is, how often do you reenact that goal? Uh, well, it depends on where I'm talking, Ben. If, if I'm reenacting it to people in Wexford like yourselves, I have to be very, very, very fair about it and say, I pulled on the ball, I mishit the ball, the goalie went to where it should have been going, and the ball went into the net. But if I'm talking maybe somewhere down around Kerry or somewhere like that, if I was uh, presenting medals or anything like that, I'd probably maybe get a little bit more, I would say, that I collected in the half-back line solo a bit. <laughs> Television is the curse of the modern-day player, so you can't tell any lies now, as the fella says. But, I know, it's, look, the, the sad part, I suppose, about scoring, <laughs> scoring the only goal, I suppose, Wexford had scored in All-Ireland for a good number of years is everyone kind of uh, thinks that's about the only thing he ever did, but uh, maybe it is the only thing I ever did. But uh, I, 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 a funny thing, I'll tell you a funny thing about that, it's kind of a plus or a minus, but I was down in, in a bar in Wexford off about five years ago it was packed it was a rugby match on but the barman was behind the bar and I asked him would he uh, do uh, would he charge my mobile phone and the barman said no there's a phone in the charger and the boss came over and said you're a disgrace he said that's a legend that man he said a legend just go and take that phone and charge it so the, bar- the bar manager put it in whatever went into the toilet in the inside cubicle about 10 minutes later and I could hear the bar manager inside and he said uh, I see Dempsey is inside one hit wonder, that's all that fellow is. So you never want to be too uh, too uh, over the top about what you do. Yeah, you say that you miss hit it. I, I don't know. I think you, you gave the goalie the eyes. Uh, a, bit, a bit of misdirection there. I, I stared him down, Gary. That's what I did. That's what I'm saying now, anyway. It went in and that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, it's important. I hope, I'd like to see uh, that title of the last win now going, going out the window over the next year or so. Hopefully with a bit of luck anyway, you know. Yeah. I always, uh, I always thought that maybe... In the backyard of a Sunday evening, you would get Gary laughing over, puck high balls, and Larry Larry Murphy break it down to you, and you just reenact the ball over and over again. Well, it, it, you were train, saying it was a kind of a training ground move, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. But I, I tell you what, I used to do, and and it's the game has changed so much, and I wouldn't mind Wexford adapting a little bit more of it. But we have a big man like Connor McDonald full forward. 
just playing a direct ball. I remember I used to be beside Tony Dorn, Jimmy Houlihan, Billy Bourne, big, huge men that were brilliant at catching the ball. And if they didn't, it always dropped. And as a corner forward, one of the big things was to read the break. Yeah. And it, it would have been something that, you know, that I was doing consistently over over a career. But the way hurling has gone now, uh, you don't you don't see the high ball as much, Kerry, you know. Which, yeah. Which just shows the change in the game, really. You know, I don't know if my type of corner forward would suit the modern game now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I suppose it brings <clears> it on to um, the way the extra team are set up at the minute in that it's hard to hit those ball, high balls. I mean, they do still go to Conor McDonald with long balls at times, but if he doesn't win it clean, he doesn't have the two support lads in, in beside him, the Tom Dempsey in to pick up the break and stick into the net. But uh, well, yeah. I, I find, Gary, that... that Connor, sometimes I feel sorry for, and, and let's be fair now because I know that it's a little bit of a bugbear with Davy when people give out about the system. Yeah. Because this system has brought us to being Leinster champions oh, at yeah. the moment, and <clears throat> you know we all remember the years where we weren't doing so well and we were getting fairly big beaten. So the system, I think we've had very good players at the moment, but I do really feel sorry for Connor because I I just think he's one of the most talented full forwards I, I, I've ever seen. You know, skill wise, I think his wrists absolutely boring I think his best position is on the square but exactly you're saying it must be very difficult for him sometimes because he generally is standing maybe under the high ball with two men and then if it does break there's another defender coming in because we've afforded them the opportunity to get back but then that's all part of, of the modern way of playing with the system so yeah. you know we, we can't complain about it but I would like to see somebody just snooping up around because he's a good man to lay off a ball as well yeah yeah and in saying that like <coughs> not only Connor but Paul Morris who's often in there too yeah as um, kind of second to Connor in there because the ball would be more aimed at Connor but I, I do feel that especially in the latter games of last year and from what I've seen this year they are trying to use Paul a lot more get it down the channel to him and he seems to be winning his ball, ball very well well I, I think if you look at Paul last week um, <clears throat> he, he was really starved the ball for most of the game <clears throat> I think he ended up with two points from play yeah. but the, the two balls that were actually directed towards Paul two balls that they said look they looked up and said we're giving to Paul Morris because we were shooting from long range they were the two times that he turned his man and he put the ball over the bar you know so and what that is I think he does get the ball a lot in the corner. Then he might beat his own man, and all of a sudden somebody else coming into him. You know, someone who some the sweepers man would say. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I think that that both himself and Connor and maybe Cahill Dunbar to a lesser extent hasn't been there as often. But if you, <clears throat> you I'm going to kind of shock you now. But my man at a match last Sunday. Now when I was Tony Kelly out of me all day and he was just magnificent. I mean, for me he was the man of the match. But I'm going to kind of surprise you by something. Tony Kelly was the best striker on the field, he was the best runner on the field, and the intelligence of the man, the last free he took, landed it literally on the corner flag when the game when time was up, you know, another fella had been tempted to go down the middle, yeah. give Wexford a chance to break. Just incredible. But do you know who I, if you really look at the game and the way the modern way is playing, Shane O'Donnell didn't get a lot of scores, but I'd say if you assessed his work rate, because in most cases, because of the fourteen against fifteen, he was chasing two men. I'd say he dispossessed or tried to dispossess or broke down more Wexford back uh, movements yeah. than anybody in the field. And maybe, in fairness, you'd have to give Kelly the man in the match, I suppose. But I think Shane O'Donnell, like, again, another fella maybe that Clare for a couple of years played the system, which didn't suit him. Now, I'm not saying the system shouldn't be played because it got them to where they won in all Ireland or whatever. But he, well, he got three goals in all Ireland final in saying yeah. that. But after that, they seemed to play a system where it never left him one-on-one -on -one with a player that he could take him on where he's real strength. And that's the sad part, maybe, for the inside forward now at the moment. He's, he's almost spending 80% of their time defending. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm always <coughs> impressed with Shane O'Donnell's work rate, and especially in that match at the weekend after John Conlon got sent off. 
it just meant that he really had to up it again and he did and you're right his work rate was phenomenal and, and, it all, and I think it always, always is, is. Yeah. I mean he's got a couple of huge attributes about him one being his work rate his, his direct running and then he's a, he's a, he's a sco- goal scorer as well absolutely and the, the, the day of the, lit, the little smug corner forward with an ego as well gone now at this stage you know his men scored three goals and three points in the Ireland final yeah. but yet he knows part a lot of his job now is, is work rate really you know yeah we were I was watching when I was doing a bit of research this <coughs> time looking up things I noticed you're a great singer <laughs> you hope you don't go ask me to sing now on a Saturday <laughs> no, morning no 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 uh, I won't then, yeah. I got enough for you last night now <laughs> uh, two renditions of the purple and gold one only a few months one only six months ago and the GAO that's right. <laughs> I do feel a little sorry for you that Larry O kind of upstaged you. <laughs> well, dancing at the crossroads is a bit more lively of a song. So Larry had the choice of song, really. And Larry's vocals are, are legendary as well now, I have to say. <laughs> but no, I, I suppose that to, I, I'd say being a good singer, Ben, would be putting a little bit of a, a slant on it. I wouldn't be a great singer now, to be honest with you. But uh, Personalities have to... Have well, to confidence maybe. But uh, <laughs> I certainly don't put myself out there a, a bit. Usually, when you see me singing, there's a couple of points... Yeah, Gary yeah. and that involved but that that was the joe.ie thing the, the podcast yeah, to do yeah. I think and, and Colin Parkins it was, it was a great night but it was a well timed night as well because it was Thursday yeah. night before the All-Ireland semi-final yeah. and the buzz in Wexford was just incredible the other time I did it was after the 96 All-Ireland final and I was behind enemy lines that day yeah. I was up in Owlert and uh, if you had uh, if you had said to me 10 years 15 years beforehand with all the trouble we've had with Owler to 89 county final that that I'd be singing at the monument in Owler to purple and gold and <laughs> I'd be getting applause for it I wouldn't have believed you but uh, I don't think I'd be able to make a career of it that's the only thing Ben Now early in your club career <clears throat> it just it seems like you couldn't stop winning Yeah I, I, was, I, was, I was very lucky I suppose in that I, I came on to a Buffers Alley team I was just gone 17 and they were just we had a lot of underage talent coming up, you know. We won an awful lot. People kind of say Buffers Alley came out of nowhere. They didn't. We won. We were. I think it was beaten in four Premier Minor finals. We won three under twelve, three under fourteen Premier titles in a row. We were winning football. We'd Matty Foley, the Donahue's, the Whelans. We'd huge amount of players, the Gans, Paul Gann, guys like that coming through. And I was so fortunate, Ben. You know, ninety five percent of success in this world has been in the right place at the right time. In my book, you know, when I came along. 1982 and Buffers Alley were at the start of a four in a row now uh, the amount of hurling I did I did probably my bit but that was about it uh, barely my own bit but I was standing beside uh, Tony Dorns the Mick Butlers the Peary Henry Butlers Pat Kenny's Barry Murphy's Seamus O'Leary John O'Leary you know these all these guys probably played for Wexford and in some cases were complete legends of the game yeah. so <clears throat> there were tough games and club hurling was tough that time but by the time I was just going on 20, by 17, 18, 19, 20, I had four county senior hurling medals won. So the early stages, not totally attributable to me, but more to the to the team. And I, I would say that was one of the best teams we've ever, best club teams ever. So I was kind of a bit lucky at that stage, kind of, when, I, when that came along. And then it went on a bit. We won, it, won three Leinsters in the club all Ireland. So in the first 10 years, it was all compacted to eight county medals, three Leinsters in all Ireland. And then after that, and that's the warning for every club, when it stopped, it stopped. I played 15 years after that and I never played in the county final. Yeah, just on, like, when you, can you remember back to when you won the, the first club county title? Did you know that there was a special group of players there that was going to go on and do so much? Or was it just, 
we've won it this is fantastic let's celebrate and yeah I, th- I think when you're young when you're 17 <clears throat> it almost goes over your head Gary. Yeah. you know I was there it did become an expectation in my head when we won the first county medal I said this is going to happen every year and it can't be beaten you know and I always remember <clears throat> I was brought up on a diet and I keep going back to Owlert but Owlert and Buffers Alley and looking at Mick Jacob PJ Harris Tom Byrne uh, Pat Dempsey you know Jimmy Pender Brendan O'Connor, all these fellas, and I was looking at these, these were the enemies, but these were larger than life guys. And the next minute I found myself as a kid walking around in the parade, looking across at Robbie Jacob or Mick Jacob, and I'm saying, Jesus, how did I ever end up here? But it just went over my head. And then some ways sometimes when that happens, there's two things. Maybe you're better not thinking too much about it, but the other hand, maybe you don't maximise it. Yeah. And believe in yourself as well, but it it was it was an unusual kind of a, of a situation. But Jesus, hurling was different that time. Like there was there was some battles that time yeah. with uh, <clears throat> and some great club teams around as well. You know. Yeah, I I asked that. I just bring it back to my own um, my own experience. We won the intermediate in two thousand and nine, and we had a great young team at that time, and we certainly celebrated it. But we also like in my head was we can give senior a good a good go at it. Now we were kind of unlucky that we went up in the time that they were changing senior from 16 teams to 12 teams so they were relegating three teams each year for two years yeah. we survived the first year then we went down the next year back down to intermediate and when we went back down to intermediate in my head was look we'll go straight back up we've got yeah. such a good team we're now in 2020 and we're still in intermediate yeah and yeah. we haven't been to a final even since we've been to one or two semi-finals but yeah you see i think gary but and that ask more team <coughs> that was a serious ask more yeah. team like and you know you yourself you did nolan pj nolan you 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 know a lot of very very serious hurlers yeah. and i think sometimes we underestimate the value of a bit of luck as well yeah <coughs> you know you can lose a couple of players i mean i remember Buffers Alley in 1993 i i think we were we were well, we were going for the three in a row and we were well in position to win another three or four. I remember in 93, I slipped a disc in my back before the county semi-final. Colin Whelan was suspended and Seamus Kavanagh was injured as well. <coughs> Our goalkeeper now, Henry Butter, did a great job in the goal anyway. But I was just saying, had we had those three players, I think we would have won. And then in 94, Sean Whelan was out for the year. Sean was probably the best club hurler amongst the best club hurlers I've ever hurled with he was gone so all of a sudden then by 95 that kind of golden kind of feeling was gone and you know it was downhill from there so uh, again a little bit of luck and maybe just focusing on making the hay in the sunshine and say the same thing you probably lost a few players you know that you mightn't have expected to lose as well yeah, like, like, such an injury isn't that we you never know? had the biggest panel mm. and I think the main one we lost was Owen Sheridan who was a key player yeah. in the team that won and the team that helped us stay up and then he went to Australia then uh, I was missing for a couple of years as well. I was living in China and we lost Edwin Kenny for one or two years as well. Mm. And even every time that we got players back, we thought that, okay, now we have them back, we should be okay mm. now. But but you, what you were talking about then, Gary, is for that period where you really could have pushed on, you've won 50 or top quartile of your team, yeah. you know, that wasn't available. And we, we, we had one thing in Buffers Alley, and I, I don't know why, but during the period... That things were good. We, we nobody went to university. Not too many of them went to university. I don't know whether we weren't the brightest fellas in the world or whatever. <laughs> but nobody went to university. Nobody went away, and uh, it did. It did suit us kind of as such. You know, yeah. life has changed now. I mean, you you were saying you went to China. Jesus, you know, China for me when I was when I was your age, I like it. it I actually wasn't even sure it even existed. Like you know, yeah, it was, yeah. you nearly had to take a rocket to it. Like so, things are things are players are much more mobile in in their in their everyday life yeah. right now. You know. Yeah. You mentioned there three Leinster club titles. Yeah. 
if we think about that nowadays in Wexford Club Island, it's it's unprecedented really. And at the time, you won 85, 88, 92. Ratnor won 86, 87. That's four, four Leinster club titles for Wexford in a row. Yeah. What way, like, was Wexford Club Ireland just that strong at the time? And why I, do you think it didn't translate to inter-county at the time? Yeah, I, I think what happened, Ben, really, that at the time, maybe Wexford Club Hurling became the most important thing of everything. Like, that time, just to give you an example... In 80, and Ratnewer were very, like, I mean, they had such a record in it as well, you know. And in eight, the year we won the Club Ireland, we played the county semi final against Club Allen and we drew with them. And the last play, and the Club Allen lads will remember it forevermore, but Seamus Flood caught it, came out, threw it on the hurl, caught it, and went to clear it, and he, we got a free in. Leveled the game, won the replay barely. County final, we were playing Ratnewer in the final, and we were 13 points to four down at half time. Ratnewer were hurling us out to the gate. Got a couple of goals in the second half, came back through and won the replay. The strength of Wexford Club Hurling that time was very, very serious. You had the likes of Club On, Ratnewer, Owlert, top, how Owlert didn't win a county final that year, you know. The Harriers, I mean, some serious, serious players. We beat the Harriers after a replay around that time. and You know, it, it, it was very, very strong. And sadly, for some reason, it didn't transfer to the county team around that time. Now, we again, in, 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 in fairness to the county team, we were going out and getting beaten by a point by Kilkenny in a Leinster semi-final, Leinster final. That was your one chance, kind of. And the system, if the system now had been then, yeah. I think Wexford would have won a couple of hours because we did, we did incredible hurlers that time, a kind of a such. And even say ninety, we we the eighty-six All Ireland club, we threw it away. You know, I, I yeah. we killed Ruan Beast in the final. Uh, in ninety-three, in the ninety-three All Ireland club semi-final, this was after eighty-nine. We played Sarsfields of Galway. And we were—I I felt we were a better team. We were beaten by seven or eight points, but we we made some terrible mistakes on the day. But we were could have won an all that. And during that period, I suppose, and, and even right now in the seventies, like you know, they they went very close to winning the club all Ireland. So club hurling, and I mean that time in Wexford Park, you know, you look the crowds. County final in '89 without alerting ourselves to replay twelve thousand attendances. It was, it, it was it, club hurling was big, but the county teams are just a bit unlucky, you know. Would you think that a part of the reason why club hurling was so big? was because the county team was a straight knockout yeah. when it came to the championship. Yeah. You've hit the nail in the head, Gary. <laughs> what basically happened was Wexford played Kilkenny on the 1st of June, 10th of June, over. So the next miniature club championship took off on the 20th of June, yeah. 20th of June, July, August, September, and it became the main focus for all GA in Wexford. Yeah. And that, it, it's, a, it's probably as simple as that, you know, and it's the one danger to the GA at the moment that our club scene, which is the the, the, the the, the linchpin of everything in GA in my book that if we don't look at something maybe condensing the inter-county season and expanding the uh, club season I, I don't I think we'll have a problem but that, that's the bottom line the club the club was the was the championship of the summer yeah. and that was sadly it was it was uh, now in 76 and 77 we were in the All-Ireland and whatever but it was just uh, the sad part of it from a county player's perspective was you prepared all year one game if you woke up with a sniffle or you woke up with a toothache that was your year gone, like, and really that system couldn't be allowed to continue either, you know. Yeah, and um, on that, how, how, what was the training like back then? And from what you've seen of the training nowadays, mm. is it comparable? Um, how many times a week did you train, and what was involved in the training? It it it, it was completely different, and I I'm not so sure. Maybe my mindset would be different. I'm not so sure I'd survive what they're doing now. We used to train probably two nights a week and maybe you'd have a week a club game at the weekend or you'd have a county very basic you do your laps of the field there was no great um, 
what's the word science to the thing and I always remember which was <coughs> funny Gary we'd go down to um, we'd train up in Patrick's Park but we'd go down to the bus stop shop down here Larry Murphy myself Rory McCarthy this was pre-96 we'd go into the bus stop we'd get a 99 baggage tater cheese and onion a Mars bar and a can of coke and that'd be our you know that'd be our diet on the way home Griffin came in in fairness brother Michael O'Grady came in in 87 tried to change a bit but Griffin came in in 95 and that was when I saw the seismic change in preparation it was important to happen I'm not so sure if it can continue the way it's continuing but you know Griffin was doing urine samples so if you were drinking a pint on on Thursday night and you were coming in training Saturday morning you know you basically it was pointed out to you and you know we we're doing all this like I mean you, you nearly got afraid of the man because you, you couldn't hardly yeah. go to the toilet they were doing every kind of assessment for you and that's when the whole I think from hurling perspective the Loch Nang Griffin years what worries me now is how far can they push this like you know because I see fellas they're getting up at six o'clock in the morning they were more likely to catch us going home from somewhere at six o'clock <laughs> in the morning than, than get up at six o'clock you know and I just worry a little bit that that we're pushing fellas almost to the limit and that's why careers are becoming much more short now at this stage and I, I just don't know how long lads can do that you know you you know more about it because you, you've been kind of part of that those kind of regimes you know yeah I mean even the, the club scene now is an intermediate club like ourselves we take it so seriously in that you know there, there's beer bands at times there's living up in Dublin or Kildare and you're coming down from training maybe not so much at this time of the year but when it gets closer to the summer you could be going down twice a week for training and then you're back down at the weekend for a game so I, I would find that the strength and conditioning training now prior to 95 so I was there hurling my wife from 84 to 95 it was the county was way behind what clubs are doing now from the rest of my career from 95 to 2000 when <clears throat> there was a change it was almost clubs are training roughly around the same as yeah. what we were training now but the inter-county scene has just gone it's got and I don't know if if I don't know. I just I just it worries me a little bit in the long run. I have to say it worries me about about young players when they give it up. You know their mindsets, everything. Like you know, there, there's there's a bigger picture here, and we we need to be addressed a little bit as to where we're going with all this. Now, yeah. to be honest, which where does it stop? Yeah, especially when it's still an amateur sport and yeah. people are giving up careers to to play with their county. Absolutely, people are actually picking their careers to with an idea of I want to be a, a senior county hurler absolutely yeah. that's why you see so many teachers with their th three months <laughs> off right. in the summer the poor, the poor old teachers <laughs> how savage was the training in, for 96 well I, I, it was savage Ben B you know because you take where we came from and Griffin was a, a genius really you know in fairness to him he was way before his time he'd gone to to a university in the states for three weeks to look at their training you know this you're talking about a complete and absolute fanatic coming from where we came from it was savage i mean from a mindset of you know you do your two nights a week and whatever but we were we were introduced to weights we were in the gym i remember we like sean collier the he was the middleweight boxing champion in Ireland. he was a uh, european kickboxing he was training us we used to get into the ring with sean um, you know, every so often for maybe around to do uh, footwork and things like that, which I learned to me. Cos Griffin always thought that I was a little bit lazy, you know, yeah. told me that. But he put me in with Collier one night, and I think he'd given Collier a bit of an instruction to give me a good puck. But I, I kind of waited, and I gave Collier a right box in the mouth, and the next minute Collier hit me, and I woke up, I'd say, about five minutes later. Of course, <laughs> the boys got a great laugh out of this. But what I'm saying, it, was, it, it just showed you the savage. There was no... There was nothing taken taken from that you, you weren't protected from anything. Yeah. But we used to go down like to Bally Trent 
uh, for weekends. So we go down on a Friday evening. We would train to within an inch of our lives. We would run whatever. We'd do the steps in Rosslare Harbour. We'd get in. We'd sleep in an army tent um, down in Valley Trent. Collier would wake up in the morning at six o'clock, get us out of bed. We'd be on the beach. And Griffin's mantra the whole time, whoever we were playing, I guarantee he said, Offaly are not doing this. Where are Offaly now? They're in their yeah. beds. Or where are Limerick now? They're in their beds. So uh, there was a lot of psychology brought into it. Neve Fitzpatrick, who a lot of people would know as psychologist, Starif, uh, who sadly lost her life in the helicopter Oh. accident thing she she came in she was incredible she went into the visualisation of the stuff it, it completely changed the mindset of what we were doing and even going out in games Griffin laid it out that uh, the traffic light kind of a thing where you're in the dressing room say before the All-Ireland final you're on uh, you're on red so you're not to get excited you're to walk out in the field on the field during the warm up you're on amber there's 25 minutes then just before the game he had it in your head right green green everyone green people going around saying so it was all the psychology yeah. the training I, you know that the training I did in 96 probably stood me for about three years physically you know and I was never that fit compared to George or you know the guy news or those guys you know but it, it it just went to a different level and it's continued to do so now since you know you mentioned the guy news there in, in Liam Dunn's book right he says that this training in 96 was so savage and everyone was so motivated that Dave Guiney wanted to do a thousand press-ups so he'd get on the team. Yeah. How many could you do? <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know where that question was going there, Ben. Yeah, well, I'd say I'd do a good 10 now, Ben, if you were. <laughs> at a push, if I, if I, if I wasn't out the night before. No, I, Judy, I don't remember. But I actually, got, I, 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 it was funny. It brought me to a level way above where I used to be, if you know what I yeah. mean, you know, and, and, and from an incremental point of view. But no, I'd, I'd say I'd have I'd done... I'd have done 20 anyway. <laughs> ben, but you know what would have stopped me, Ben? My mind. My mind was the worst thing ever. Sometimes these things... But Dave, like, we used to have truth meetings and, you know, we'd sit down and there was... It just opened up. When, when you, and, and the one thing I would say about it, we got the bit of success, particularly when we won the Leinster final, then everything went out the window. You yeah. either bought into this or you're gone. And that's the bottom line with them, you know. So it, there was a, we, we got the bit of luck. Galway at 17 points. Or, sorry, yeah, Galway at 17 wides in the All-Ireland semi-final. But... We everyone just bought into it. Made we'd have meetings, and to be honest with you, if you hit the ball from the corner flag wide, you would be devoured. Like whereas heretofore, that wouldn't have happened. But you know, Coach Jerry or any of the lads that get up and say, "Tom, I swear to God, I'll, I'll hit you myself if you shoot from the corner flag." Or you know, and we used to have great fun as well. But uh, it just brought it to a different level, a kind of a such. And I, you know, it's a pity maybe that Liam Griffin. He was there in '96, so maybe even if he came back in 2000 or whatever, because he, I think he still had an awful lot more to offer at that yeah, stage. Yeah. You know, you did score a point from the corner flag. I was just I think, thinking that <laughs> in the '96 Leinster final. Leinster yeah. final. Am yeah. I wrong in saying that Griffin but actually gave out to you further? He did. He said if it had went wide, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been in trouble with him. Now, to be honest. But you know, the, the funny thing, I, 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 I was kind of maybe didn't. I was brought up maybe in a situation where you nearly always went for your score and even the alley lads would always say, you know, we throw it out to you and you have a pop yeah. and sometimes changing your mindset for inter-county is different and that's, I suppose, if you ask Conor MacDonald or if you asked um, Paul Morris, any of those lads, that there's, a, like Paul Morris, if he's playing for Ferns in the morning, I'm sure Ferns want him kind of going for the posts a good bit, you know, and whatever, whereas if he's playing for Wexford, you can notice that Paul is always looking for the layoff, yeah. the, you know. So it's a different, different kind of a. But um, no, you, the, the the only thing is, 
probably the more you take from the corner flag, the more you'll miss as well. Kind of a switch. I think what Griffin was trying to get through to me he says, I don't mind you shooting, but you better be sure you score. Yeah, so yeah. that was an unusual thing to say. But he, he did give me, he dropped me over it. Like, you know, he dropped me in yeah. in January and February and dropped me early. for the, I was dropped for the Kilkenny game, first game that year, you know. And uh, it's basically because he wasn't happy with my style of play. So and I wasn't happy with his style of management that time. <laughs> so I don't know. I think he was right. Maybe <laughs> I was reading about uh, an article with Enda McAvoy in 2016 in the Irish Examiner. Yeah, and you had mentioned about that, and I think was it an injury to Paul Codd that kind that's of right. opened the door for you yeah. to come back on the team. I I, I was very lucky, and, and and that's the one thing I'd say to people and young fellas like Askamore. You're saying you know we 2013. You just don't know how close you are, Gary. You know this could be the year. You know, yeah. so never give up. I, I in '96, few things happened. The brother-in-law had passed away, and yeah, there was a few things were were kind of on my mind. But I was dropped for the Kilkenny game, and really at that stage, I probably would have pulled out of the panel. I was getting more and more frustrated. I was falling out with the management more. I was, uh, and I was on the point of pulling out. And a couple of people like Michael Kinsler. What happened was, um, my brother-in-law said, "Don't pull out." And Niall Glynn and kind of listened to him. Friends in the alley said, no, no, hold on, no, you're after being there. So I went down to the GA office down in Murphy Floods after the Kilkenny game to tell the county secretary, Mickey Kinsley, that I was pulling out of the panel and I just going to concentrate and work. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I didn't think we'd win anything anyway. But anyway, Mick Kinsley said to me, look, leave it with me. He didn't pass on the message to Griffin <coughs> because if he had, I would have been you gone, been you know. Gone, yeah. And he said to come back and he, he talked to me and he said, I'd smooth things out. And I went back. And Paul Codd, who I would consider one of the best hurlers ever in Wexford, you know, striking-wise, free-taking-wise, Paul was playing corner forward and he broke his leg. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, it was so sad, but I was there then, came back for the Dublin game and then went, kind of, you got 1-5 in Leinster final, you played well in the All-Ireland semi-final, you played okay in the, in the final, you ended up with an All-Ireland medal, a Leinster medal, you ended up with an All-Star. All and yet, three months earlier, or two and a half months earlier, I was within that of pulling. I don't know how it would have felt to be honest with you, Gary, if I'd have pulled out, but if I had any advice for young people, it's just just think clearly. You don't know when it's going to change. You know, yeah. you really don't. And yeah, that's the that, truth. That's the quote I had written down here. Yeah. Things can change very quickly. You don't know how close you are to success before you give up. And that's the truth, you know. And and you really don't. And that that's I know. It, sometimes you have to say, but I think if you're in a hurling age, if you're young enough and whatever, just keep going and, and hope yeah. for the best. Kind of as such. Yeah, I actually I felt the same about. Um, Last year's Wexford team that won the Leinster final, and there might have been one or two of the players that had been involved for so long on that panel without winning anything. And yeah, that, that might have been their first, the first year off it. And while they're, they have to be so happy that Wexford have won Leinster final, it has to also be in their head that this is the one year I'm not involved. Gary, don't be under any doubt. You know, I mean, everyone has that little sense of of that in them, and. I, I was just saying that last year that, that there's one player that I, I would I would like to see back in the Wexford panel and I, I genuinely don't know the background to it but I do think that Podge Dorn over the last couple of years would have something to offer a Wexford yeah. team I think he, he's Larry Corbett like the way he uses the hurl I think he's a great goal scorer and I just I, I do think that at the moment I, I was just looking through our list of subs on the senior team and that but we do need a 21-22 man panel because of in, like we were saying earlier injured that and I just think he would be one, but we need to, it's a pity, maybe, and, and again, there's different reasons, and it's, I'm not blaming nobody's father, like say Jack Guiney, yeah. fellas like that, it's a pity that they're not still there, and had they been there, maybe had we had one or two of these guys for the Tipperary game with 15 minutes to go, yeah. maybe we would have got, but but then there, there has to be a limit as to whether, if the player doesn't want to go back, 
that's the end of it or if the player maybe is if you're looking at a player that's maybe not turned up for training or whatever you have to have a limit on it but it's back to my point Jesus lads you know we're we're pretty close at the moment so get 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 as many onto the field I, I look through the, the panel at the moment as well and you know I see the young Connell Floods Seamus Casey's just last week I thought and I think Davey's done a wonderful job but maybe on the day just throw them in let's see what these lads are able to yeah. do because we will we will need an extra couple of pairs by the time the year is over I think you know? yeah absolutely it's, what, it's actually what I thought like it's probably a bit biased from me being an Ask a More man but I'd love to see Shane Tompkins back in that panel but him, himself and Podge Dorn now again I don't know any kind of background there on why they're not there but when you have the two lads from the footballers being brought in hmm. um, you'd wonder were, were Podge and Shane given a chance to come back in or why would he have gone to the footballers is he just trying it out yeah. I, I honestly I don't see those two lads being involved later in the year it, it was a very unusual one really wasn't it you know it, it kind of came out of the blue and I, again I, I've seen the boys play hurling and they're good hurlers and whatever but it's funny you say about Shane Tompkins I had Shane as a minor yeah. and I would put Shane Tompkins down as one of the best minors I have ever had here's a guy brilliant in the air attitude everything and I he, I just thought that possibly didn't get enough game time maybe I mean I think Shane scored a point remember that famous day against Kilkenny when the game was in the melting pot yeah. I think the, you know that the greatest day that we did we beat Kilkenny down in Wexford Park a couple of years ago and I would have loved because I always felt that he was a little bit Eddie Brennan like in that he was probably better in the air than Eddie Brennan. Now Eddie Brennan was a fantastic hurler, but he used to just have nothing on his goal on his mind or point on his mind. And I, I totally agree with you. I, I think, but then I suppose you have to look at the other side of it, Gary, is maybe Shane, I know Shane has a very challenging job and very busy yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And he kind of has to look at it at some point and say, well, look, I'm probably not getting the game time and really yeah, it's yeah. impacting an awful lot on my, on my life. So I have to make a call here. And it's not that he's any less dedicated or more dedicated than anybody else. Just has to make a call. But he's definitely a fella that I think, you know, when you when we're mentioned, we could mention three or four more players yeah, there, like there that, you know, there, that, that, uh, but do you know what? I swear to God, I, back to what I said to you earlier, 95% of success has been in the right place at the right time or right getting time. that bloody chance, lads, you know, and some players have been very unlucky in their careers really, you know. Yeah. Then, so, then some lads go to China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's worth you going to China. Yeah, that was yeah. When we speak of that, we probably are maybe a bit short of maybe the 22 to have it. And say it came up last year against Tip. Tip really had the panel. They brought on a lot of under-20s who were going on to win the second under-20 All-Ireland. And this year, say, there's a couple of la- there is a couple of lads getting a go. Aidan Rochford is one getting a go on the forwards Joe O'Connor is one who well I always thought he was a wing forward played wing forward for the under 20 now he's playing cornerback are, they, are those two lads lads do you think could make a big impact this year there's no doubt I mean Aidan has been probably the, one of the top club hurlers in the county over the last number of years done very well Had probably had a tough afternoon last week because he was man marking Tony Kelly which is probably impossible to do Joe's doing very well I think the fact that Joe is a cornerback and he's a natural wing forward almost shows the way Hurland has gone because cornerbacks nearly sometimes you see him now Ben they're, they're up in the half forward line but I think there too I think what what I think the league is going to be very important I would look down through there and uh, definitely I would be looking at Connell Flood give him some kind of a full good run in the league match um, Jack Cullen you know, Gorey. Uh, you know, there's a number. Obviously, Cahill Dunbar, I think, is always in there. Seamus Casey, you know, at times, if we need a free taker, there's probably no better free taker in the country than Seamus Casey. You know, guys like that. Uh, you know, Mikey Dwyer. Then we have, you know, I think we could, we can build that panel 
but we won't we, we need to build a, a little bit extra and we have fellas like Harry Kyo we know what they'll do in the command yeah. fellas like that but we need to get that three or four more and I think say last week probably would have been an ideal situation maybe just to throw them in you know we brought on two subs maybe bring on the five maybe bring on the five against Kilkenny as well because they are the type of matches that you'll find out most about players and th- there could be again back keep going back some lad gets his break, gets a bit of a chance, and you you just don't know what's going to happen. Like you know, and I mean, we've seen that Walter Walsh and Kilkenny, yeah. Brian Cody threw him in the Ireland final. I said it's mad. Next minute, he's man the match in the Ireland. If Cody told me that as well, how stupid I was to say that. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, you know, he's man the match in the Ireland final. But just out of the blue, somewhere we know that they've all the same, a lot of talent. But out of the blue, this you know, they, they just maybe just need a break. Yeah, Carl Dunbar is one. I because in some league games. He came on against Car- or came on against Leash there a couple of weeks ago, and he was brilliant. Scored yeah. two points. As soon as he got, as soon as he came on, he got the ball solo down the wing, took it straight over the bar. Mm-hmm. He had he was one of the best players in the field when he came on. Last year in the league, he scored that brilliant goal against Limerick, I think. But when it came to Championship, just didn't quite happen for him. Is he still young? Do we think oh, he yeah. might improve? Yeah, I, 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 I have a fierce, fierce belief in Cahill Dunbar. And I think, and again, you've, you've both hurled, but sometimes I think confidence is a big thing, right? So Cahill, for me, two years ago was having a... Gory won the championship. He was unstoppable. He was going out and cutting sidelines over from 100 yards or whatever. And I think he needed a more prolonged run. There was, there was periods of time, and don't, don't, this is not being critical of, of Manchester. Jesus, Davy Fitz has done an incredible job. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we, we can never thank the man enough for what he's done and what he's brought to the county. But I just thought last year, when I most expected Cahill Dunbar to get a prolonged run on the team, Cahill didn't. And I think that may have affected a little bit up. You know, definitely playing corner forward, although you play it slightly different now, confidence is almost everything. And I think that if Cahill gets a prolonged run, let's stick with him if he doesn't play that well next week and stick with him for the week after. But he definitely is a fella that I think can, can make a big, big... Like, you, you take... If you were to make a player for as a forward for Crow Park, you'd say he has to have speed, accuracy and hurling. And, you know, he's able to take fellas on. He is all those yeah. things, you know. I wouldn't like to be trying to foot him in, in Crow Park if he was getting the right ball and he was confident, you know. Speed, so. I think, is big because that is... That's an area in the forwards where we probably lack is a bit of speed, and he has it. In yeah, he's abundance. incredible. Yeah, he's in, and that's you know the legs, and maybe just last year, probably what caught up with us against Tipperary was we put so much effort in. I would say if you put a tracker on our lads, we were probably had done twice the running maybe of Tipperary, and yeah. that's maybe why we fell out of the game a little bit. Now, now that's there's nothing you can do about that. I'm just saying that that's where you probably need a, a, a strong bench. And, you know, you need, as you said, those little bit of extra legs or whatever, kind of, you know. But, um, I no, I totally agree with you. I think maybe blood a few more players. Give the ones that you're, after watching for a while, give them a little bit more of a prolonged run because there's nothing as bad as going on and then knowing, jeez, I'm going to be going to the dugout and maybe I won't get back out of it. I think that's important. And Cahill is one, I think, fella that fits into that category. Andrew Shore is another man who's back in the panel. Big, tall man. Do we see him having... An impact this year. I I would I had Andrew again as a minor and one of the best young hurlers I've ever seen. My God, he had everything, aerial ability. He can play in the backs forwards. Definitely has the ability to make a, a kind of a, an impression. Whether you can go away from it for three, I'd say Andrew's away for three years now, is he or two, two, or two, two years, anyway, maybe three, and come back say at, at thirty now or whatever. That's the big question for Andrew, but he certainly has a role to play. But um, maybe not as a player that will be playing from start to finish. Yeah. But it is a big challenge for Andrew. He has the ability. 
he has the presence he has the hurling he has everything the confidence uh, it's it's a big ask that's all I'd say to, to, to go away and come back at that age but uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see him I, I know that he's a, he's a strong will himself and I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see him play some kind of a role this year now and do, you, and do you think that role will be in the forward like he's been playing full forward yeah. it'll be in the forwards or do you think he if, could slot in at a, as a wing back to or centre back I, I think his best position is the half back line I think centre back wing back and he can do a job there the problem with somebody if they haven't been playing regularly in the backs you know yourself Managements are a little bit wary of throwing them in in a Leinster yeah. final or whatever mm. wing back because you can. Whereas in the forwards, I think yeah he could be you know somebody just a big man up beside Conor Mack to launch a few balls. There wouldn't yeah. be too many backs to win with Conor Mack and him standing there. And I think I think he yeah I think it's a forward they're looking for him as kind of you know and that would be very very interesting like you know. Yeah, you can you could imagine if he was in full forward at. Uh, a corner forward like yourself in the day, I'd love a high ball coming in on top of him for to be broken down. Yeah. But as you, as you say, that's probably dependent a lot, Gary, on a three-man full forward line. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas we do play it sometimes. And again, I keep going back because people give out about the, the system we have. The system has brought us an awful long way. And in fairness, we can't complain. Like, we've had the best couple of years yeah. of our lives. But again, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I think it could be a different strategy. Put the two of them in the full forward line and have your half-forwards running into them. Sure, it wouldn't be easy handle either, you know. Or maybe in, in a certain game where we see there's a short cornerback. Andrew Shore and see that's right yeah and stick him on the edge of the square and whatever exactly yeah yeah. you mentioned about Seamus Casey being one of the best free takers in the county if not the country but he like he's most likely not going to be in the starting 15 and we have kind of changed it up with free takers a lot in the last couple of years Jack O'Connor seems to be on them at the moment but that's probably because Lee Chin is I'm not mm. sure if he's if he's injured or he's just he's, he's not playing at the minute yeah um I assume Lee will be the number one free taker, but and he did very well on them last year. But it has been a problem for Wexford, I felt, in the last couple of years. I mean, Paul Morris has taken them, Connor McDonald has taken them, Lee has taken them, Jack O'Connor's taken them now, mm. Seamus Casey has taken them when he's in. When you look at other counties that they more have in a stat, like Patrick Horgan as the main example of Cork, he's someone, TJ Reid from Kilkenny, you just back them every free, every time. Yeah. And and it's gone to the point at this stage, Gary, where you need a 95% return yeah. from your freeze, full stop. I mean, that it's almost taken, as you said, as a given. With the, I thought Lee Chin was just absolutely outstanding on him last year. I, I, don't think, I don't think he missed one free in the Leinster final. And I think we have our main free taker. You know, he's... Lee Chin for me is one one of the best things that's happened to Wexford Hurland for yeah. for thirty years. He's just everything he does, he leads, he guides, he brings young lads along, he's he's just an inspiration and he's free taking But you do need a backup. And I'd say exactly what you're saying, that say for example, if we're having a little and Jack is a good free taker, uh, Connor is a good free taker, but if you're having a little bit of an issue with freeze, just say for example Lee got injured, went yeah. off, then we're I think Seamus K I would be bringing him in with 15, 20 minutes to go. Definitely, I'm not saying he shouldn't be there for the whole time. He's a good finisher, goal finisher, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but I'd be bringing him in with 15, definitely, to take freeze. And possibly, if we look back now, you know, maybe if he came in last week, he he, he would have been, you know, that, that man that could have been. So I think, again, I'm coming up with all these great solutions about <laughs> what you should do or whatever, because the boys have done a great job. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't, you know, for the rest of the league, for Jamjip, if we were having a problem with freeze, I, I'd just slip him in straight away, like, and... For 15, and he's well able to hurl as well. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking about him as a free taker, you know. Not as if he's only coming in, like you know. But uh, the, the, I, I would see like freeze are so important, I think. Uh, 
if you have someone on the other team that's scoring the 95%, yeah. you need to be doing that as well, or else you're, lo- you're right there, you're losing a, co- a few points. That's right. And, you know, the other one that I pity has gone out of the pants, probably Rory Higgins as well, you know. And, but no, I, 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 I just think it's a solution. We, we have a solution within the panel. Yeah. Lee is the man. He's a brilliant free taker. And Seamus is, is a very capable chap as well. And uh, most of the lads take free. Sort of Paul Morris, I remember, was a fellow we could always fall back on now, to be honest with you, when we were playing minor. He was always able to stick him over the bar. Ian Byrne can out of panel now at the moment, but also a good free taker as well, you know. But there are there are options. But but do you know something? It's something we need to get spot on, as you were saying, Ben, before the championship starts this yeah. year. When you talk about um kind of an old style long ball up, that's a kind of a tactic that Claire seemed to pl- to play at the week yeah. uh, last weekend. David Fitzgerald at centre forward who seems to be playing wing back and midfield the last few years. Then he's at centre forward, scored three points from play. Kind of Tony Kelly seems to be working off the breaks from him. Do you see Clare, like with John Conlon at full forward as well? Do you see Clare just going back to the old style? It, it's it's an interesting one. Um, uh, I was I was standing down beside the bus, um, or beside the gate there last Sunday, and Clare were coming out. Uh, and they didn't know the way to Whites so be, they asked me I hopped up onto the bus anyway and directed them down to Whites but everything about Brian Lowen seems to be about simplification you know and I've been talking to people down in Clare I worked with a couple of them they're saying that it's training you go in for an hour and a half you're togged out you're back on the road and you're home kind of you know everything is simple and it definitely seemed that there was nothing frilly about what Clare were doing last week and you know, I think they were like so. For example, their puckouts were long, even against the wind. They were get, you know getting the ball in long as quickly as they could. As you were saying, David Fitzgerald was a, a very intimidating force. Like he's a he's a he's a big plus for them up up front. So they 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 obviously seem to be going for a more direct style of hurling, and that seems to be Lone's mantra. And uh, it's it, it's going to be very very interesting to see how that works. A kind of a such you know, like if you look um, at Kilkenny even now at this stage and Limerick in particular who, being honest with you, I think are going to win the All-Ireland this year, Limerick, for me, or if they get their act together. But they're all, it, it seems to be, most teams are playing the sweepers, so they're, they're short ball around the fence, but even Limerick will go along, you know, even you'll see Galan going up high and catching a, a long delivery or whatever. So a lot of teams are going long, but Clare actually seem to go long from the very back. So whereas most teams now, and even Kilkenny are giving the little short yeah, ball to each yeah. other, you know, at the moment, but most teams... Bar clear at the moment of what I've seen, most teams will play it short, kind of the whole way to the middle of the field, and then they'll, they'll play a long ball. Clear won't. They seem to just go long. You win your own ball and whatever, and it'll be very. Wexford seem to go short, 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 and maybe short, and in the second half we're going for long range points or whatever. But they seem to go a little bit shorter than the other teams. But Clare seem to be the only one playing the very pretty traditional style and Kilkenny can say they're playing it but they're actually not at the moment <laughs> either now to be honest with you you know they're they're not playing a sweeper yeah. but they are all getting back but um, it's going to be very interesting I'm not so sure Clare are going to have a huge impact on the championship this year even though they beat Wexford last week I mean we, we, had, a, we had a huge opportunity to put Clare away last week like you know I mean when we brought it back to ah, one point with that strong wind and the extra man, it was very disappointing that we didn't push ah, on. There was, there was times in the game uh, that I thought... Now, let's put it in perspective. It was a league match yeah. at the start of the year, and I'm not too worried about the league this year. But after Conan was put off, we were three points down, and there was 
few minutes to half time like the game was over really it should have been we should have had the game on. we went to within a point we should have game for some reason we just didn't seem to put and it was at that point that I would have felt that maybe we should have played a little bit more ball to Conor Mack to Paul Morris to the lads inside because they seemed to have their opposite number but it was just a game that you just felt we should have won it kind of yeah. and a, a bit disappointing from that point of view now you know but the five minutes after Conlon was sent off up to half time they were particularly disappointed well it's funny you'd say that Ben because my father Lord Mercy on him he was a great hurling man I talked about him earlier <clears throat> he always had this thing that if he was ever going to play a sweeper he'd just do it coming up to half time for playing against the wind because he said that if you play against a, a gale force wind that the most damage that's done and I actually said it on the radio most damage is done is the six or seven or eight minutes before half time when the legs are getting a little bit tired playing into the, to the gale and if, I actually said it before it happened last week with the great Liam Spratt yeah. and as it went I think it was 29 minutes when John Connor was put off we were three down and by half time we were eight down so really that's the time if you're going to put a strategy in in particular get it in there but that, that that's that's when the game really went away from us but actually we re- we reeled it back in again and I think I, 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 I still kind of sitting down here and I can't understand why we didn't win it but in fairness to Clare they showed they fair deep. resilience like and in fairness Gary did, with, with two minutes three minutes to go they actually owned the last two or three minutes did of the they? game it wasn't as if we were pounding the, you know the ball was up so on the day like Clare you'd have to give that and I think Clare used their substitutes very well they brought on because they were playing long ball against even the goalkeeper they brought on a few huge men um, Aaron Shanahan and a few guys like that big men they went with, and they went to, they went with the opposite strategy that you would have thought they went with yeah. but, but um, the other thing that, that we'd have to watch out for as well that when Limery or when Clare had 15 men they were pushing forward on our, on our puck outs and Mark's puck outs and they were picking up the full forward and, yeah. up the, and we, were, we were getting troubled by that we, like we there was a few turnovers a like yeah so that. it's kind of I know it's a, like a, a gale is the worst kind of a thing you can play in anyway you'd rather hurl in the, in, although you, after last night you mightn't say that <laughs> but you'd rather hurl in the wet than, than the wind really you know I do yeah. think the style where Wexford are playing at the minute is definitely more suited to summer hurling than like, I mean if you're playing the winter I think to win you should be going long most of the time yeah you know. but, but that might answer what you're saying with Davy. He's he's developing his plan for the summer you know I mean the league I don't know how important the league is. All right, we'd like to win it, but we won't be relegated. And I'd say he's just developing the plan for the summer. So we play a lot. A lot of our stuff is hand, ball to hand, touch, and movement. And that's that's a summer game. And you know, in fairness to him, we're Leinster champions. A lot of people we could have won the All Ireland semi final, and we can say this or that. But we're in a good position at the moment. And in fairness, I, I think we have to trust their swing with what they're doing. The kind of switch. there are a couple of little elements like I'd like to see Conor Mack on the square I'd like to see ball going into Paul Morris quicker but that might be just the, the corner forward and me coming out you know yeah. I, I don't know either you know um, on Davy's second year against Clare down in Parky Creeve where it was a poor game and we kind of went out with a bit of a whimper and the thoughts were that we needed to change something and I think he did change something last year there was a lot more getting forward and we weren't being the ball wasn't coming back as it was easy because we were getting so many lads forward. Do you see many more changes coming in this year? They'll be progressing the system more. Well, I I do. I, I don't see. I don't think like some people don't like the system, and I don't think we're going to see a seismic change in in the system that we're using. I think so. But in fairness to Davy, he will argue very clearly that he's playing an attacking system. So for for our puckouts, sometimes you'll see our two wing backs like up in the. F- 
half forward line yeah. and I think testament to it there a couple of years ago Dio O'Keefe was playing wing back I think he scored two goals in the championship you know that mm. so it is an attacking system so what he's saying is when we're defending we're defending but when we're going forward we're getting forward in numbers so he would see that as a I just think that when we're under pressure possibly and you know the game comes down to a death maybe just add that extra like we've reputedly nine or ten game plans so add that extra game plan and I know we'll whereby we may just go with a three-man full forward line and start spraying spraying the uh, the ball into them and kind of and working from that. And just add that to it. The one thing I, and I, I, Wexford are not using it, but the one system, and maybe Ask Moore will use it or Ferns will use it this year, but I just noticed teams now, they're, they're going with this, the five forwards straight up the middle in the line. Yeah. And I absolutely, if I had hair, it would tear, tear me hair out now <laughs> looking at it. Because we were brought up on a system, Gary, where wing forwards are out wide, and you're collecting the ball on the way towards the goal. Whereas this system seems to be devised on, you go to the middle and then you pop to the wing and you collect it on the way. The, the, and I just, now I'm not saying Wexford are playing that, but I do see, I see some club teams playing that and I see Camogie teams playing that and I think we're delusional. I don't think this, I think you might play it on one play or two, but we're playing this consistently. And I just, I think we, what, what I'm trying to say is I think we can overthink systems. You know, we can, like we have a system in Wexford now, don't overthink it too much. There's this way of playing hurling, don't overthink too much. But I think the more systems, there's teams coming up with more systems. And that's why maybe maybe, maybe we have enough systems at the moment in Wexford. You know, we're not yeah. going to change away from the one we're at. But, but definitely that one up the middle now wouldn't suit me. But I suppose everyone's kind of looking for something, looking for a bit of innovation. Yeah, um, yeah. We all have to do something different. We did see a bit of innovation from Wexford uh, against Clare with the... The free taken by Paddy Foley, or not taken by Paddy Foley when he ran away from it, mm. and then Jack O'Connor came and just tapped it back to to Rory O'Connor, and then there was the sideline as well that Jack took to find Mark Fanning for a point. Mm. I love to see that kind of thing. Do you think it'll work in the championship, or is it just something they try in the league? I ah no, I I think Gary, they're one offs. You know that, that when I say one offs, they're one offs in a game. You know yeah. that. In fairness, I remember when Mark came down. I could see Mark coming down. And I could hear Davy roaring at Jack to um, get the ball across. And I thought it was a great score. The other one was almost like something you'd see in a Premiership soccer game. Like, yeah, you know, or American football. American like, football. A, straight from a playbook. Yeah, and it was great. And we actually got a free out and we got it over the bar. The one, <laughs> the one problem with those things, and I often see it, is if we were five points down in Leinster final and, you'd, and say Jack took that and it went across and he mishit it and it went to TJ Reading over our bar. By jeepers, that can be some kick for you, or even the one where we go and hit it back and somebody missed the pick up. I think they're great, and generally you'll see it when the team are seven or eight points up. No, I I like that innovation. I like it to work, but I'll tell you one thing: you get you get some criticism when they go wrong. That's yeah. the only thing I'd say. Now I can take it from you now that ask more. Going to be trying stuff like that this oh, year. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is what? the one thing that Davy doesn't worry about, though. He, he, now, not that he do, he seems to care what people think. All right, but he's yeah. not going to change his ways. He's, because one thing doesn't work. I I think that you know Davy in fairness to me, single mindedness has been one of the reasons that we've we've progressed because you do get a lot of criticism in the, in that and he he is he believes in what he's doing. The players believe in what he's doing, and I even you know you you watch the Sunday games some evenings and the people that play like Derek McGrath, lovely fellow, whatever. But sometimes you kind of say, it's just Derek, there's no need to defend it anymore. We know you're going that way my preference I like the old system I like the two boys going shoulder to shoulder and breaking a hurdle pulling yeah. on the ball at the sideline I like the 15 on 15 but that's because that's what I was brought up with really you know and, and you know the system I want to see this year is the system that Wexford will win with yeah. and I can't complain last year 
maybe I don't I'm not fully gone on the system and maybe I'd see adaptations needed to the system and I'd like to see the full forward line in there but at the end of the day when I was driving home from Crow Park after the Leinster final last year I did not give a damn if we played three goalkeepers yeah. and, and 12 defenders you know as long as the system in the long term I don't know whether it's it's you know, in the long term, maybe it'll. I don't think it'll do hurling. Hurling, like we've seen, we've seen the system. We've seen some fantastic games of hurling the last um, yeah, last couple of years. Yeah. What I would worry about, I hope clubs don't try to over adapt these systems themselves because, to a certain extent, it could cause problems if if the ability to play the systems is not there. And I just like to, to I'd, I'd like clubs not to get over like, the will of sweepers and whatever, but not to get over kind of caught up on this and kind of that's the only thing I'd say. Why do you think the sweeper is such a hot topic of debate? Like, why can't on the Sunday game you watch a debate? I'll say the sweeper and they play the sweeper played well, as opposed to we say Michael Dignan just saying you can't play with the sweeper. Sweepers never won the All Ireland. Yeah. Why is it such a big taboo? I, I I tell you, I'd say you know from these guys on on the which some some of them now would drive you around the twist. You know, probably myself as well. Like you know, on on the Sunday game or on. South Australia or whatever but you're, you're put up there in a studio for probably an hour to talk about a game whatever so if you were rugby and you're talking about you can actually talk about the systems the third phases and what they were doing they were, you know you can it's a very very tactical game so you can have a great conversation with it you talk about soccer they can talk now about VAR for 10 minutes and whatever and I think it's it's it's, it's a lack of something to talk about yeah, like I mean yeah. to be honest with you sometimes they do freeze frames and you can see that in this part 40 yards part of the pitch that there is no player and you'd almost think it was on purpose that there was no player basically what you're doing sometimes as a player you're going to wherever the ball is or you're you, you're not even conscious that there's, no, there's nobody in that for you yeah so hurling is still reasonably simple and it's reasonably reactive game, you know. And I think it's probably a lot. And I tell you, there is a debate at the moment. You have the traditionalists, say Henry, Michael Dignan, those guys who hate the system. And you have the Derek McGraths, the Donald O'Cusacks, and the, well, Davies not on there, who love the system and think that it needs to be yeah. innovative. And it almost seems to be trying to get one upmanship on each other now at this stage, kind of as such, you know. Yeah, it's, when the actual situation, neither of them are wrong. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah, like like to be honest with you, if we're playing now next, we don't need much analysis next week for the Wexford Kilkenny game. Really, if you're thinking about, it. we know we're going to go with Kevin as a sweeper unless something changes. We know we're going to go with the defence. We know we're going to go with all the things that we've been. We're going to go with short game from the back. We're going to take short pockets. You could, you, you know, you you could assess the system we're going to play, which, in a funny way, maybe maybe from Wexford's point of view. That's the only little worry because yeah. everyone knows it. But funny enough, over the last couple of years, it's been very, very successful against Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. Kilkenny now, I touch wood and hope that God, <laughs> I'm not. But I think Kilkenny are going to be very strong this year. But we've we, the, the sweeper system has been something that Kilkenny haven't fully found their way around over the last couple of years. You know, but it's it's I, the pundits. I don't know. They have to say something, Ben, don't they? Mm. I just find it strange how there's there seems to be no balance to the debate. Yeah, it's as if Don Logue and. Derek McGrath think you have to play the sweeper they uh, think you're not allowed to play the sweeper yeah. but you're right they, they seem to be it's either that way or that way I think the key to winning things and I think Limerick have it and I think they had it two years ago is a mixture of the systems you know that mm. when you play long when you need to play long I think it was what you were saying earlier you play short when you have to play short but you, you actually do it at the right time kind of a such you know a lot of people criticised Wexford in the All-Ireland semi-final last year that when we went to five points up that we didn't play shorter 
on our puckouts and that. Yeah. And yet we've been given out for the last four years that we're playing the bloody puckouts. Will he hit the ball up the field? You know. So it's getting the right time to do the right thing. I think that's the bit, the big thing. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, How good is Kevin Foley, by the way? I think, to be honest with you, I've watched Ke- like Kevin as a forward. That's that's the other thing with Kevin. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind uh, Kevin say like last week. Say to Kevin, get out of the sweeper system and get up into the forwards. Kevin is a natural forward. I think he'd do damage there. But then you're leaving Shane O'Donnell on a one-on-one with whoever his opposite marker is. But I think Kevin Foley has probably... He was always a great player, but I think he's developed uh, with intelligence, with everything else, to, to almost a, a complete player now at the moment. I think he's just been fantastic. Probably one of our most consistent players over the last yeah. 12. He's, he's the, the, the real quarterback, isn't he? You know, the... The, the kind of the, the American football quarterback that you, you get the ball to and he, he moves but he's, 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 he's done a really really good job I often wonder now if you try to get Kevin to go back play a, a kind of conventional wing forward or centre forward it, must, it would be very difficult to do I'd say wouldn't it so, yeah. Oh, yeah, you do get conditioned to play in a particular type of way but one thing as well is, uh, and probably Robin but I remember Buffer Sally years ago people used to say there was no sweeper systems and whatever but I remember if you were four points up six minutes to go in the county final Paddy Donahue and myself used to play the two of them forwards at times but we would normally just naturally go back beyond midfield Sean Whelan would go back to the half back line and you were doing the very same thing but actually nobody ever discussed it before the game you just actually so you know crowding the backs awfully the awfully team of the it's kind of 80, uh, 94 98 they were kings at it they would get their midfield back everybody would clog up the defence and they'd open up your forwards Kilkenny have been doing it for a good part of the uh, you know you, many times you've seen Owen Larkin in his own half back line TJ yeah. Reid is picking mm-hmm. up balls <coughs> who was the uh, best player you ever played with Jeez, oh I ever played <laughs> oh, God, that's a tough one um, God I played with a lot of players um, Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played with you know I'd say, say that There's, I, I wouldn't like to Larry O'Gorman I won't say he was the best player, but he was one of the most influential players I've ever played with. Martin Story, incredible. I don't. I think Wexford struggled to replace him as a centre forward. Shawnee Flood as a wing back, probably could go down through that whole team. <laughs> uh, club wise, I I was very fortunate to play with the Dorns, the Butlers, the Dunnos, the Wheelands, whatever. As a stand up midfielder, and as a uh, I had everything that when you go out on the field, if you were playing against Nicky Rackard. He'd want to pick up Nicky Record. He wouldn't want any soft option. Sean Whelan, yeah. midfield for Buffers Alley, uh, an incredible player, you know, Paul Gann. But very hard to, to pick out the best one. But there was a lot of lads there. I've probably missed a, an awful lot of guys that I should be putting in there now, <laughs> in fairness, you know. Um, toughest cornerback? Um, I used to, I when I was playing for Wexford, obviously Martin Hanamy. Um, do you know what a pure gentleman and one of the toughest men I ever met? And contrary to what people believe, I, I often got a few scores off him, but I always remember um, I played, he was a character, you know, and I, I played on him in the Leinster semi-final one day and I was talking away to him and whatever, but Martin, every day that I played on him, Martin would come out in the second half, give you a dig at the hurl and say, just a mess and dig at the hurl, you're still here anyway, Tom. So he, <laughs> he, he invented sledging before sledging was invented, but I, I would say he was he was definitely one. Brian Whelahan was a, an incredible, you know, Willie O'Connor was a fabulous cornerback, but if you were pushing me on it, I'd say Hanami was probably one of the best. And one day we played a Leinster Club final against the Rhinos, and I was centre forward and Hanami was cornerback, and I was having a fierce good game up in Crow Park. We won, but I always remember it didn't bring... Uh, Martin out centre back till probably about three minutes to go and we were six points up buffers anywhere and I remember just saying to him too late Martin you came out too late <laughs> so but he's, he's, a, he's a great player he's a great character as well now what sort of hurling did you use? 
I always used a Randall. Randall. A 36 inch Randall. Um, first of all, I used to start off with um, with Albert's father, um, Frank, and go down. And Albert then used to take care of me and uh, just uh, couldn't couldn't hurl with anything other than an yeah, Albert Randall yeah. hurl, really. You know, we used to that time when I used, I, I don't like the idea of the short hurl. You know, my own son used a 32 inch hurl, six foot one, like, you know. Really? And I just think that one of the things we were taught from a very young age was changing the grip on the hurl. It was an actual skill. And I think you need a long grip to hook, to block, and then shorten the grip if you need to take it. And I just don't understand these 32 inch hurls. But they tell me, like, I mean, Aaron Galan uses a 32 inch hurl, so maybe, or maybe 31 inch, or maybe that rests. 31, 31, maybe that rests the case. One. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's outstanding, so. Hey, I'm living in living in the old days in in, in, in the long the long hurl. I think. Well, surely you have to feel you have to play with whatever hurl feels comfortable to yourself. Absolutely, you know? and and I, I I used to be used to be fierce bent on my hurl. My father used to be the same, but if you broke your good hurl, I remember playing against Owlert one day up, and um, my father was used to pick out my hurl. I used to nearly drive me mad about hurls, but we played up against Owlert up in up in Owlert in the league one day and on Ginny it was another one of those days but which would be unusual for me I was hurling and leaving down I think but I ended up breaking three hurls uh, in about the first 25 minutes I went to my father and he wouldn't give me the fourth one he said you're not getting any more hurls today but I used to I used to hate breaking me hurl but I, I used to very rarely break hurls now to you be break your heart when you break your good hurl that's the truth wouldn't break eggs <laughs> say, to be with you. but, but uh, no I, I, a Randall hurl was definitely the one last question Tom Will Wexford win the All-Ireland this year? Uh, I think if I was putting it down that no we... we huh? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't think then, should I? I? No, I mean, you have to. You, you can't let your heart rule your head. And by kind of coming out and saying, oh, we, we will win the All-Ireland, all that does is puts pressure on ourselves and you have Kilkenny rubbing their hands up there. I think we have the ability to win Leinster. I think that we have the ability to compete very, very clearly to win the All-Ireland Last year was a good chance, but I think Limerick are the best team in the country at the moment. I think if we meet Limerick on a day, we won't beat them. And I think what we need to remember, we've come to a level of the top table, the top four probably, if we're being fair, we have, we were in the top four last year, right? But we have to remember, we drew with Dublin, we drew with Galway, and we drew with Kilkenny. And the margins are going to be so tight, and we it, it could be down to win in Leinster to get no knowledge it could be a ball hitting the outside of the post rather than the inside of the post you know and that's why I think even with hurling it's very hard to judge I think we could win Leinster I think the All-Ireland will be a big stretch for us this year if I'm being honest yeah. my heart tells me I want the All-Ireland but I do think that's what's so fantastic about hurling at the moment it is a game of margins it's, it's on that day mm. it is it's an inch either side of the post that kind of like Galway didn't get out of Leinster last year and had they got out they could have very well won the All-Ireland Yeah, and it's it's those tight margins that and I think Gary as well that Galway just talking about him I think they're going to face a little bit of a transition as well because yeah. the, their, their age profile is not fantastic I, I think I think we'll do okay I, I, I'm afraid of a little surge from Kilkenny this year in Leinster I am you know I, I think they're air, they're rubbing their hands they're ready to get in but what you have to realise as well we're, we're getting down now we're, our whole idea of change like that we lose by a couple of points to Clare and we're almost oh god what's after happening we're without Dermot O'Keefe we're without Matt Johan we're without Lee yeah. Chin uh, you know and you know things are not too bad with us either but I can tell you this it's just as capable you could go out of the Leinster Championship in the All-Ireland race after the league part of it but if we're in there after that hey, I, I back us and you know something we're talking about supporters 
we were talking about Claire there a couple of, you know that down in Parky Keeve one of the things you might laugh is that everything was wrong that day we didn't even the supporters didn't travel that day you know and everything was that our supporters if we get a bit of momentum and we're say we play Limerick and Mallard in semi-final and we were lucky enough to be there next minute Wexford go a point up with 10 minutes to go I'll tell you there's nothing like the momentum and the momentum can be created by the crowd in Wexford and the fans and that that can bring it. so as you say Gary it's it's very tight and I'm not saying I don't think we're favourites to win the All-Ireland Limerick are by, by yeah. a, my book but we, we can have a great year if we're lucky someone else might beat Limerick like last year, <laughs> like like, last year. Like, I, I'm convinced I'm still convinced I'm not as convinced that we'd beat Kilkenny this year but I'm still convinced that if we had have gotten over Tipperary that day I think we I, I, I've, I've in my mind now as my father says nobody can contradict me now but in my mind we would have won the All-Ireland final I do believe that but the problem is they're all back in the hat now Limerick is back in the hat yeah. Galway are back in the hat Kilkenny everybody's back in the hat now and you know it's it's a, it's an eight really an eight-team competition and you know it's, it's a long way up to the very top of that one an exciting summer ahead Tom thanks a million for not talking about thank you very much Tom okay that's our first podcast I hope everyone enjoyed it I meant to apologise earlier unfortunately Shane Tompkins couldn't make it he's currently signing with Wexford Utes so he'll be playing soccer for the year so the best luck to Shane with that and if you did enjoy it, please feel free to like, share, retweet. Maybe give us a rating on whatever app you use to listen to the podcast. If you want to get in touch, maybe tell us who you'd like to have on. Email thehurlingpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at hurlingpodcast. Send us a message on Facebook. Hope to get another one up soon. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford. Who's up with us to take a pace?